You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. This morning, my wonderful husband is down in um, Serenity Springs Rehab which is our rehab for drug and alcohol addiction down in Florida. And he's down there ministering um, to all those hurting. And he said as he put the word forth that every single person in that rehab gave their heart to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Rehab without Jesus doesn't work. Jesus is the answer to everything. And uh, so my husband said, "Hun, would you please give the word while I minister down in Florida? And I said, gladly will I put forth truth. So right now I'm just going to open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. And all of us right now, we make a choice to rejoice and be glad. God, I just thank you for truth. Right now I surrender and avail myself to be that willing vessel that you chose to bring forth truth here this morning. And I thank you that as truth goes forth, it sets the hearers free. I thank you, God, for what you're getting ready to do. I thank you that you're getting ready to set everyone in this house free, free from all fears, anxieties, negative thoughts, depression, despair, discouragement. I thank you that in the name of Jesus, your burden-removing, yoke-destroying power is at work, and it will accomplish what it's set forth to accomplish. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Woo! You know, for, I don't know, the past several weeks, we've been looking at truth, and uh, I particularly like truth. Um, the root meaning of my name, Alicia, actually says, when you go to the Jesus bookstore and you pull up those little cards with your name on it, mine says truth. And uh, I love the fact that as I've put God's truth in my heart all these years, that truth now comes forth. Am I perfect? Am I always putting forth truth? No. But I endeavor to put the truth in so it'll come out because I know that it's only the truth that'll set me free, it'll set you free. And this morning, that's what I really want to do. I really want to put forth truth. And I'm going to do it my way. You know what? As I got up here, um, the enemy was reminding me, you're not your husband. You're not as anointed as he is. And I had to say, wait a second, hold on. Who said that? God did not say that. God declares me anointed and appointed worthy, unique in my own special way. So this morning, you get the other half. You get the other half of the Joe and Alicia pair. <laughs> and I pray that the words you hear will make a difference in your life. It says that the truth shall make you free. How do I know that? It says that in John 8, 32. And I love, actually, how it starts off. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. 
He was talking to people who believed him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The only reason you wouldn't be free is because you don't know or believe the truth. Truth is a very simple thing. God wants you to have truth, know truth, believe truth, because it's in that knowing and believing that you are set free. Free from what? You're sitting here going, wait, what is she talking about? I'm in America. I am free. I'm not in jail. I am free. Nope. There are so many people that I talk to that are not free. They are locked up in their minds with depression and despair and negative thinking. There are so many people that go, I am anxious. I am fearful. There are people who literally experience panic attacks. Yesterday, I was with my daughter, and uh, she goes, Mom, somebody just called out. She's a manager at a spa. She goes, somebody just called out and said they were going um, to the hospital because they had a panic attack. And I said, Alex, panic attacks are real. People really do experience panic attacks. You can't breathe. You can't even take a breath. And you know what? I've had people drive themselves to hospitals because what's up here in your mind is real. The enemy is real, and he's going to make sure that you believe his lies over God's truth. That is his job. He is very good at his job. But you know what? We are here as God's children to believe truth over the lie, and we are going to have the abundant life that Jesus Christ came and died for us to have. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come. There is a reason he came, that you may have and enjoy your life, a full, overflowing, abundant life, the good life. So this morning, I'm going to give you the very first truth. And that's truth number one. I think this is probably one of my favorite truths. You are incredibly loved. You know, a lot of people I talk to, it seems like everyone doubts God's love. They know God is a God of love, but they don't believe that God loves them. Or if they believe it, it's up there in their minds. God wants you to believe it not in your mind, but in your heart, for it is the heart that one believes. Up here, listen, we know a lot of things, but God wants us to believe them in the heart. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth will speak. And I love what it says. It says in the next verse of truth one, the Lord appeared from of old to me, Israel saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. God loves you. And I love what it says in the next version of that same scripture. It says, I've never quit loving you and I never will. Expect love, 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 and more love. God is a God of love. He loves you. I have a plaque in my sunroom and I absolutely love it. That's why it's there. And it says, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. You want to know the truth? If you believe you're God's favorite, you're God's favorite. You've got to believe that. Favorite people do different things. When I believe I'm someone's favorite, I'll take liberties. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. I'll expect good things. You know, my children are wonderfully funny in this regard. When they write cards, you know what they'll write? Love, your favorite child. 
<laughs> I've got six of them. <laughs> Yet each one believes they're my absolute favorite. Because I pull them aside, I go, shh, you're my favorite. Don't tell the others. I've done that their whole life. They believe that, but you know what? It's good for them to believe that. They believe I love them. God's never going to quit loving you, and he's going to show himself strong on your behalf to make sure you get that. Jasmine's about to have a baby. Woo! Do you know what? She's going to love that baby with an everlasting love. She's going to make sure nobody harms that baby. She's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that little baby girl loves, 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 is loved and knows that love. When you believe that, you're set free. You know, in Romans 8, there's a passage from 31 to 39. It talks about God's everlasting love and how God doesn't ever want you to think that anything will separate you from his love. Nothing will ever separate you from God's love. The enemy is going to make sure that you believe God doesn't love you. He'll say, well, if God really loved you, why would you be in the situation or circumstance that you're in? If God really loved you, why would you be sick? If God really loved you, why would you be lacking right now? The enemy is going to always put doubt in your mind that God doesn't love you because he's trying to separate you from God's love. You've got to stand strong on the promises of God. You've got to know who you are in Christ, your identity in him, what the promises are, what you've been promised, your inheritance in him. And you've got to believe that he loves you. Once you get that, I believe everything else falls into place. Truth number two. I wish I had the time to be here till midnight, I'd be on truth one million, but I only have so much time, so I'm going to give you the truths that have set me free over the course of my walk with God. Truth number two, it says that you are his special creation, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, I love this, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God has prepared a good life for you. You are his. You are his special creation. You are unique. You are his handiwork. There is no one quite like you. And he created you to do special things. Every single person in this room, God created you to do special things, to build his kingdom, to build his kingdom. Do you know that I look at this worship team, especially this morning, and I thought, what an amazing group of people. Awesome. Dedicated, devoted. They sacrifice time and energy to come here and make sure that every Sunday morning we have the most anointed worship. Every one of them has been uniquely created and designed to do exactly what they do. You know what? If everybody wanted to be a singer, where would the keyboardist be? If everyone wanted to be a guitarist, where would the drummer be? Everyone has a special gifting. God gave you the gifting he gave you so that you could use it for him. 
for his glory. Stop saying that you don't have anything to give to God. Stop saying that you have nothing that the kingdom needs. That's a lie. You need to believe truth. Truth always overcomes the lie. Always. And that brings me into truth number three. It says that God has the best future planned for you. For I know the thoughts and plans, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you future in your final, to give you hope in your final outcome. But this is absolutely amazing. Listen to the message version of this one verse. It says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hope for. God has the best life planned out for you. When my kids were little, we started making plans immediately. We said, you know what, we're going to make sure that we put away whatever needs to be put away for their future because we love them, we care about them. God has an amazing plan for your life. He's got the best future planned out for you. Don't ever say this, God doesn't care. I'm not important. God's abandoned me. God's left me here to be in a dark place. That is not the truth. God loves you. There's nothing he won't do for you. He's made a plan for you. You can't even imagine. The plans I have for my kids are amazing. I want all of them, all of them to be blessed and prosperous. And really, really, really what I want for them is to all have a bigger house than mine so that we can have Thanksgiving at their house. <laughs> Please, God, give them mansions. I'm going to sit back while everyone cleans and cooks this year. But anyway, you know what? God has an amazing plan for you. Don't think for one second that God doesn't care because that's a lie. Remember, there's an enemy out there. He's lying to you. He's the father of lies. There is no truth in him. So when you hear something negative, listen to me. I hear negative things all the time. And you say, what? How could you hear negative things all the time? You're a woman of God. Listen to me. I'm just a person. I hear negative things all the time. The only difference now is walking years in the truth, I just shut it down quicker. I owe. I recognize that voice. That is not the Father's voice. That's a tactic of the enemy. He's trying to depress me right now. He's trying to agitate me. He's trying to disturb me. He's trying to unsettle me right now. Because if he gets you, you've got no peace and no joy. And then, guess what happens? You become ineffective in the kingdom of God. Right? Hallelujah. Which brings me to truth number four. You are unique. Some of you are very familiar with Psalm 139. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. Marvelous are your works. You can actually in all truth say to someone, you are marvelous. You are marvelous. Because that's the truth. You were created you are a unique, unique, special creation. So I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to set you free and save your life. Stop comparing yourself to someone else. Stop comparing yourself to the person next to you. 
to the person on your block, to the person at your job. Stop comparing yourself to anyone else. You are a marvelous, unique, special creation. You are exactly what God had in mind when he created you. So stop saying, I wish I was thin like that person. I wish I was beautiful like that person. I wish I had that person's hair. I wish I could sing like that person. Wow, I wish I had a boldness and a courage. Stop. Stop. The enemy was exactly doing that to me when my husband said, "Hun, come on, you get up here and preach. And immediately, this is a thought that came at me. You can't do that. You're not your husband. That's immediately the voice I heard, and I had to say, I shut that voice down right now in the name of Jesus. You are exactly what God had in mind when he put you where you're at. You are the person that's supposed to talk to that other person about Jesus Christ. Not Billy Graham, not Joyce Meyer, not your Sunday school teacher. You. You. God knew what he was doing when he created you. He put you exactly where you are right now. You are an absolute marvelous creation. Don't compare yourself anymore to someone else. Imagine if Jules and Janina kept comparing themselves to each other. It would get ugly. <laughs> they are two unique creations, both of them with their own special giftings. And you know what? Once you embrace who you are, boy, you're set free. You're set free. And listen, if you want to put a little more sparkle on yourself, just the women, that's okay. <laughs> All right, truth number five. You are precious. I love this. You were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, and paid for, made his own. You know, we just got a little puppy. Oh, a little puppy. In theory, that is so lovely. It is so much work. I forgot how much work it was. Well, this is the truth. I paid for that puppy. Nothing is going to harm that puppy. No one is going to hurt that puppy. Joey will come around the corner and scare the puppy. I go, Joey, stop scaring my puppy. <laughs> Listen, that's how I feel about my puppy. I feel stronger about my kids. You're not going to hurt my kids. Those are my kids. You're God's kid. You're God's kid. He paid a hefty price for you. Oh my gosh, there is nothing in all creation that he'll let harm you. Do you know that he's got a protective covering round about you? Do you know that the evil, the wicked one, really cannot hurt you? He can speak lies to you. All the enemy has is the power of suggestion. All he can do is threaten you with his lies, but God will not allow him to harm you at all. You are his. You are paid for. Jesus went to the cross for you. You are absolutely precious to God. You've got to believe that. Never say for one second, you know what? God doesn't care about me. I'm nothing. I'm not special. Please stop saying that. That is a lie. Do not repeat anything the enemy says. He's going to try to get you to repeat his lies. Stop it. You know, in our house, when somebody says something negative, this is what somebody will say. Should I be in agreement with that confession? You got to shut it down. Shut down that negative script. Shut it down because God is not in that. God is not in that. All you should be doing constantly is saying this, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's bring God back into the situation. Let's pray. 
Because remember, your prayers are powerful and effective, and the enemy knows that. So he's going to get you to try to be negative and not pray. You know what? Throw him a curveball. Say, oh, no, no, no. I recognize that. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to believe the truth instead. Which brings me to truth number six. I love this. You are forgiven. Psalm 103 is a great psalm. It starts off with, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not one of his benefits. You know what one of his benefits are? Who forgives all your sin. God forgives all your sin. He forgives you. He forgives you. He forgives you. Who here messes up? That's right. Every hand should be up. I mess up I don't know how many times a day. I don't even want to count. I mess up. I'm human. I say things I shouldn't say. I do things I shouldn't do. And a lot of times I go like this. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I said that. I cannot believe I did that. And you know what? I go straight to God. It says, as far as the east is from the west, God has forgiven me all my sin, all my transgression. He has forgiven me. Do yourselves a favor. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And there's a verse that has kept me sane, my walk with God. It's in 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin. Listen to me. You mess up. Why would you say I don't mess up, I never sin? That's the silliest thing I ever heard. We're just human. Of course we mess up. If you confess your sin, God is faithful and just. He just wants you, listen, to admit. He just wants you to confess, God, I messed up. Oh, my gosh. Please heal me up, forgive me, cleanse me. That's exactly what God does. So if you confess, really the key is if you confess. You've got to do that. You know, when kids are little, what do you make them say? Say you're sorry. (laughs) Say you're sorry, right? We're not leaving until everyone says they're sorry and hugs each other, right? But later on, listen to me, there's not going to be somebody there saying, say you're sorry. You've got to go, God, I'm sorry. You know what? I confess my sin right now, but I know that your faithfulness and your goodness and your love will cleanse me and heal me up, and I thank you for that. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. And listen, because God forgave you, you need to be a vessel of forgiveness. You're not perfect. You mess up. Guess what? The person next to you is not perfect, and they mess up. So as God has forgiven you, you forgive others. But that's a whole nother message. You're forgiven. And this is one of the wonderful, most wonderful truths there are. And it's truth number seven. It says you are not condemned. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now. Everyone say now. Now. God does not condemn you. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who's in Christ Jesus here? Guess what? God doesn't condemn you. You are not condemned. Stop condemning yourself. Stop condemning yourself. You condemn yourself more than anyone else. The enemy condemns you. And he whispers into your ear the things that you actually decide to agree with and speak out. How do I know that? Because I've done it too. I've said the worst things about myself. I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. I'm a loser. I'll never do anything that means anything. I'll never amount to anything. Those are all the enemy's lies 
that he literally spoke into my ears and then I put forth in my mouth. Those are lies. You are loved. You are special. You are unique. You are chosen. God loves you. There's nothing he won't do for you. Stop speaking those words over yourself. Stop saying, I'm a loser. I'm stupid. I can't believe that I did that. I'll never, I'll never have her amount. Stop. Stop with the negative narrative. Stop. You got to say this. I am absolutely marvelous. I'm beautiful. I'm awesome. I'm amazing. You need to say that. Why? Because that's what God says about you. When somebody says to me, how you doing? I go, I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm highly favored. I'm God's favorite. And you? <laughs> I like going, and you? How are you? <laughs> oh. And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, listen to this one. It says in truth number eight, God supplies all your needs. My son said it beautifully here this morning in the offering word. And my God shall supply all your need. You know who we are? We're God's children. What is something about children that is very, very common in children? They're very needy, aren't they? Children are very needy. Guess what? We're his children. We're very, very needy. Somebody said to me not too long ago, I didn't really want to tell you this or that or this or that because I don't want to appear needy. I go, are you kidding me right now? We are needy. God created us to be needy and to need him. If my kids ever grow up and say one day, Mom, I don't need you anymore, I'll fall into the ground and start crying my eyes out. Like, what, what do you mean you don't need me anymore? My daughter's so funny. We were in the car yesterday and... Um, and I have input. It's one of my strengths. And I was telling her something. And she goes, Mom, can you just not help yourself? You're a mom. You just got to say this and that and tell me this and that. I go, yeah, it's what I do. Because in my mind, she's still my baby. And in my mind, she still needs me. Listen to me. We're all very needy. We need one another and we need God. God created us like that. But this is the wonderful part. He's going to meet your every need. He knows what your needs are. Everyone in this room needs something different. He knows what all your needs are, and he's going to meet everyone. And I love what it says in the Amplified Version. It says that God will liberally, generously, liberally, generously supply all your need, every need. God will do that because he loves you. Isn't that awesome? That's the truth. Stop saying, I'll never have this or I'll never get that. Stop. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will meet your every need. He'll give you your heart's desires. And I love, love, love this one. Truth number nine. It says, you are empowered. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I love what it says in the Amplified Version. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When my kids were little, they'd go, Mom, I can't. i go, stop it right there. What'd you say? You're speaking a lie. That's not truth. You can do all things through Christ. 
through Christ, God will give you the strength to accomplish the things he has for you to do. God will give you the strength. He'll empower you. He'll infuse his strength in you. You've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you when you receive Christ as Lord and Savior. You've got an incredible power source in you. Stop saying, I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When my husband said, hon, preach for me, immediately I heard, you can't do that. Immediately the devil brought that on me. And I said, no, 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 no. No, we're not, we're not having this conversation. I can do this. I can do this. And if I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. You can do it. There's nothing that, listen, that I can do that you can't do. God's power resides in you. You can do whatever it is he's called you to do. Also, this is the very final truth. And it says this, God is working it all out for your good. It says, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You know what I love? I always focus on the 28th verse, but in the 27th verse, it talks about he who searches the hearts. God knows your heart. You know, when my kids were little, um, they did all kinds of, well, bad things. My husband used to go, hon, they're really bad. I go, no, no, they're the best kids in the whole world. They don't do those kinds of things. <laughs> and then we discovered, yeah, they did those bad things. Yep. They pulled the wool over my eyes. I just believed that they were the best kids in the whole world. And because I was raising them up in Christ, you know what? They're always going to do the most wonderful things. But this is the point. God knows the heart. God knows the heart. He searches your heart. And because he knows your heart, listen to me. This is how intimate this is. He is working together right now, all things. Whatever you're going through right now, your circumstance, your situation, he's fully aware of it. It's not like God said, oh, I didn't see that one coming. God knows everything. He knows everything, and right now he's working out a situation and a circumstance in your favor, for your good, ultimately for his glory. Listen, there's things that I go through that honestly... I'd rather not go through. I had back surgery last year. Trust me when I tell you, I'd rather not have gone through pain and then back surgery. But I'm going to stand before you and tell you this one thing. I have more compassion in my heart than I've ever had before. Now when I talk to people and they go, I'm in pain, I stop. Before, I didn't really understand pain. I actually got away with many years of not intense pain, but that knocked me to the ground. And now I have a compassion like I've never had before. I have because I went through that. That worked out ultimately for my good because it's better that I have more compassion than less compassion. It's better that, listen, the things I've gone through have brought me to a place of greater understanding. God right now knows what he's doing in your life. And listen, I wish I could tell you it's going to be an uphill, roses pathway walk from now on. 
but that's not the case. In this world, you will have trial. You will have tribulation. You will go through things, but you got to trust God that, you know what? He's going to work it out. He's working it out for your good. He's going to bring you through to the other side. You're going to walk through the valley of the shadow. It's not always going to be like this. God knows what he's doing. He's working things out. Just stay close to him. Just give him your heart. God, God, I'm in pain. I don't know why this is happening. I wish I wasn't going through this. God knows your heart. He knows your situation. He knows your pain. Give him your heart, and he is going to work everything out for your good, ultimately, for his ultimate glory, because somebody's going to say, how did you get through that situation? And you're going to go like this, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm going to close with this. Those were the 10 truths that if you decide, because it's really a decision you make, if you decide to believe those truths, you will be set free. Because the enemy is alive and well on planet Earth, and he wants to make sure that on any given day, you hate yourself and you get into a full-blown depression. He wants to paralyze you. He wants to make sure that you're ineffective. Do not play into his hands. Do not believe his lies. You've got to put the truth into your heart because the truth will not automatically rise up or fall out of the sky. You've got to put it in. It says that from the overflow of the heart, whatever you put in your heart, the mouth will speak. And you need to do this one very last important thing. You need to do what it says in Philippians 4.8. Think on what is good and pure and noble and right. If anything be praiseworthy, think on these things. Think on these things. You've got to believe that what God has promised will come to pass. You've got to believe these promises. You know, Pastor Terrence and Anna, they're getting ready to go over to uh, London. And they are believing that God is going to bring them there, use them in a powerful way. And if they stop believing that for one second, they will get depressed. You have got to think on what is good and pure and noble and right. Somebody said to me today, could you just please pray that God would take all the negative thoughts out of my mind? I go, that's not God's job. God cannot take negative thoughts out of your mind. You've got to put the truth. You've got to put the right thoughts in your mind. Because as you put the right thoughts in, the wrong thoughts leave. The enemy can't make you depressed. The enemy doesn't have that power. The enemy can't make you fearful. How do I know? Because God's given you a spirit of power. You don't have fear. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. You have power. You have a sound mind, but you've got to put the right thoughts in. You've got to take truth, and you've got to meditate it. And when the negative script comes along, you've got to come against it with the word of God. Listen, the devil came against Jesus at his low point. The enemy is always going to get you best at your low point, when you're tired, when you're hungry, when you're weary. The enemy came at Jesus, and when he came at Jesus, he's definitely coming after you. But I tell you this, Jesus defeated them, and you've got the power to defeat them as well. Jesus came at him with the word. Jesus kept saying to him, it is written, it is written, it is written. But you're not going to be able to come at the devil with the word if you don't know the word. Your one job in this lifetime is to know the word, and that's how we started it off today. If you abide in me, if you abide in my word, 
You've got to do that. That's your job. And I know it's always so convenient for someone to say, could you pray for me? Listen to me. You've got to get to a place where you're standing on your own two feet. You come against that enemy. It's great to have prayer. I welcome all the prayer in the world. I love prayer because I know that it does its job. But listen to me. It's you and the enemy. He's going to come at you in your mind. That's where the battle plays out, right here, in your mind. What are you thinking? You are in control of your thoughts. If you get depressed, you've made a decision. Because God says, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated, disturbed, unsettled, depressed. Stop. I've already given you everything. You know, if my kids come along and say, Mom, I'm hungry, I'll be like, go in the refrigerator. There's tons of food everywhere. There'd be no reason for them to be sitting in a corner starving, depressed. I'd be like, are you kidding me right now? We could feed the whole neighborhood in from the food in this house. You've got one job, to think on what is good and pure and noble and right, but you're not going to be able to think on those things if you don't know those things. So you need to abide in him. You need to put that word in your heart because trust me right now, the enemy would have nothing better. He wants nothing more than for you not to succeed. He wants to lay you low, but you know what? You are going to rise up in the strength and the power of Jesus Christ. And you are going to make it. You will not survive this thing called life. You will thrive and you will flourish. That's what you're going to do. That's your story and you're sticking to it. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo! Truth. You got to love truth. Amen. Don't you love when you say to someone, could you just tell me the truth? And they go, all right. Do you want to really hear the truth? You're like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'd rather hear the truth over a lie any day. Just give me the truth because it's in the truth that sets you free. But I want to make sure that everyone here in this house, at the sound of my voice, knows the author of truth. There is one, and his name is Jesus, and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, meaning no one has peace in this world apart from me. So right now, I'm going to ask everyone to do me a big favor, just to bow your head, close your eyes, and say this with me. Say, God, I believe your word. I know that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And your word says that if I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart, that you raised them from the grave, that I would be saved. I'd be set free. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me brand new. Holy Spirit, indwell me right now. Fill me up. I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.